Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. I am so thankful to have the opportunity to speak to all of you by way of this podcast. It is such a blessing to me, and I can only pray that it is a blessing for you. Brothers and sisters in Christ, let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We honor you. We praise you. We recognize that you are the great I am, the first and the last, the Alpha and Omega. And therefore, we come to you today in faith believing that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And your promises will always be true. Your promise for hope to those who hope in you. So we ask that you have your way in this podcast today. Fill our hearts and our mind with the kind of hope that one can only have because it comes from you. We love you, Jesus. We will continue to wait upon you as our heart is always filled with love and trust towards you and your word. We enter now into this podcast eager to hear your words and to become all that you have called us to become, that all can be what you have designated for it to be. These things we pray in the blessed and holy name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning, I would like to bring my message on hope. The word hope, it can mean many things to many people. It can be a glimmer or even a spotlight of optimism that leads us forward. For example, when one says, I hope so, it's choosing to look for and anticipate positive outcomes, even during trying times and situations, which is what my message is about. Even during trying times and situations such as navigating the new normal of life in a global pandemic, we must have hope. And hope for Christians around the world is what our faith rests on. Together we have hope through the love and through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You think about it, hope is actually a theme woven throughout scripture, not only related to salvation alone, but to daily hardships and struggles, which is why we are eager to hear the word of God. But before I bring you the many scriptures that I would like to bring, I would like to read this that Franklin Roosevelt once said, and I quote, We have always held to the hope, the belief, the conviction that there is a better life, a better world beyond the horizon. This beautiful sentiment, my friends, while able to be applied to any optimistic person regardless of any religious affiliation, also runs parable to the Christian creeds that we believe in, that there is eternal life on the other side thanks to Jesus Christ dying on the cross and rising again by way of resurrection. Not only that, 
The Bible itself also fulfills us with reassuring scriptures, reminding us of God's faithfulness throughout the ages and even till the end of time. You know, some people will open their Bibles as a habitual act of study while others may open their Bible in just an attempt to find something or anything to help them go through a difficult time, to seek out peace or hope of some sort. But think about it, no matter what the purpose behind it is, the purpose for opening the Bible, the main purpose will always be to find comfort, to find peace, to find hope. Yes, as hard as it is in this world today, everything that is happening, it is hard to find hope. Why? Because we live in a world right now that has significant occurrences. And these things have taken place almost overnight. We can see potential signs of his judgment and the end of time on its way. If you think about it, COVID-19 spread the earth in just a matter of days, resulting in death, mass shortages of food, supplies, and shutdowns. Almost every major city in the United States is being overrun, set on fire, and looted. The streets are being spattered with blood, the blood of officers, the blood of civilians, thus calling for potential martial law. Let me say that again. Therefore calling for potential martial law, and that would be a tragedy. It's because a major political party is willfully indoctrinating its people that the government must have control of our daily lives so that in turn we may be provided free housing, free medical, and employment. Look at the situation we are in today. It's unlike any other time here on earth. Drugs are being legalized. Gun rights are being restricted. And we are having all of our freedom that generations have fought and died for taken away. We, the church, the churches all over the world are getting shut down. They are getting vandalized and some are even being burnt down. Could this be the time of the Bible that talks about war, famine, plague, and death? The answer is yes. There is no doubt about the fact that we are living in the last days. We can see it all around us by the many catastrophes that are happening, by the killings and, and by our loss of freedom and, and the fact that so many religious rights are being taken away. But I want you to also look at what's going on in the world and in the government. Listen, it's no secret that Sweden and the rest of Scandinavia leads the world in terms of cashless trading. That is due to the low confidence in the authorities and banking system. The family of cash in the hand could prevent this, they say. Retailers, banks, and card companies 
going out of business, if we have those things, we are going to be in a lot of trouble. But retailer banks and card companies welcome the trend of a cashless society. They're saying a cash-free society would lead to increased security for both staff and customers and would cut cash handling costs, estimated to be around $8.7 billion. Armed robberies, they say, are furthermore in decline in line with the reduction of cash use. They are saying there will be no more bank robberies. There will be no robberies. And the spread of cards and electronic payments has had a profound effect even on the street level with traders, retailers. So you see the spread of electronic payment systems such as Sweden is doing is, has become an addiction to so many others around the world. They are saying that they can even save money on having an ATM. There are so many excuses. In fact, there was a headline that said, MasterCard unveiled a new global report, quote, the cashless journey, unquote, that tracks how 33 major economies are progressing from cash-based to cashless societies. It goes on to say the report produced by MasterCard advisors identifies new technologies, government programs, and consumer preferences as key factors that are driving this shift, creating more productive and inclusive economic, economic security. That has become a part of the last day journey. A cashless society and martial law. Brothers and sisters, that will take away America's freedom. So you know that I've been talking to you for weeks and years about the fact that Dr. Jaggers and Miss Velma over 40 years ago gave a prophecy about how China is going to become very powerful and take over the world. Well, new headlines about China. And it reads, China takes steps to become first cashless society after COVID-19. Let me read that to you. It was written by Kelsey Warner. It reads here, as contactless payments become the norm amid the worldwide pandemic response, China rolled out its digital currency this month in four cities, setting it up to become the world's first cashless society. So let me tell you right now, it's not becoming, it has already become. It says, after four decades of growth, China's economy shrunk in the latest quarter due to the impact of coronavirus epidemic. 
Since January, China has recorded more than 83,000 cases of COVID-19 and at least 4,500 deaths, mostly around the city of Wuhan, where the outbreak first started. With the pandemic still being felt across the world, officials believe the worst appears to be over in China. The measures are being rolled out to revive, listen now, the world's second biggest economy. It goes on to say Chinese people are no stranger to paying for goods and services through their smartphone. Local tech giants Alibaba and Tencent pioneer digital merchant payments around 4014, leading a transition away from cash, where they now account for 90% of the 17 trillion mobile payments market. These companies as well as the Chinese government, see digital payments not as a goal in itself, but as an entry point to a vast ecosystem of both offline and online goods and services. And they are using the data generated to transform financial services as well as the physical retail industry, CGAP found. Mass uptake is enabled by the country's widespread bank account and smartphone ownership. But such transactions have always relied on a cash-based system. The digital currency that behaves much like normal cash, but now exists only as a code in digital wallet backed by People's Bank of China is what is being used. A cryptocurrency, by contrast, is decentralized by design. Listen to this. It says franchises such as Starbucks, McDonald's, and Subway chains in China are on the list of firms that will test the national, the national digital currency in the near future. The South China Morning Post reported, along with local-owned businesses like hotels, bakeries, and gyms, will also take part. It says several years ago, China banned initial coin offerings and made it difficult for cryptocurrencies to find a foothold in the country while simultaneously issuing research papers at regular intervals about developing its own digital currency. Yes, my friends, it is indeed time for us to understand much about China's consumer spending. It's China with its China global trade ambitions. It goes on to say Jason Wu, chief executive of digital savings company Definer, says its digital currency will allow China, listen now, to sidestep a U.S. dominated final financial system and a reliance on the U.S. dollar. It may set up China to become the leader. Let me say that again. It may set up China or set China up to become the leader, the leader in globalized digital economy for transactions. But beware, he added, of growing competition among major economies to roll out similar digital currency products. They're trying to say that it will take over the world. 
It tells you here that Facebook's Libra, for example, is, and I quote, a very similar move, unquote. Mr. Wu told The National, and he predicted the digital token backed by a basket of currency, listen carefully, may gain traction with U.S. legislators as the economy struggles amid the pandemic. Recently, a lone senator in Congress named Sherrod Brown has advocated for a digital dollar wallet to be incorporated in consumer stimulus packages among COVID-19. Did you hear that, brothers and sisters, here in the United States? It says Mr. Brown's pitch for a Fed account would be a free bank account to receive money, make payments, and take out cash through member banks and post offices, according to the bill proposal. It looks great. It sounds great, right? Wrong. It actually looks a bit more like China's current stimulus plan. It goes on to say, since last month, digital coupons have been uploaded on Chinese smartphones to encourage spending in restaurants and grocery stores by local government leaders. In Wuhan, for example, about $10 per citizen has been distributed via point of pur- purchases, at purchasing apps like WeChat and Ally Pay. Quote, digital coupons allow the Chinese government to trace the usage of these coupons, unquote. Let me say these words again. Trace the usage. Let me say that again. Trace the usage. Brothers and sisters in Christ, when that happens in the United States, trace the usage, then we have lost all freedom, all privacy. It goes on to say coupons by comparison, quote, allow the government to know which sector is most helped, who uses it, and where that money is actually spent. Brothers and sisters in Christ, is that the kind of world that we want to or need to live in? A world where the government knows exactly how much money we have and where we're spending it, how we're spending it? That is a great loss of our freedom and our privacy. Lastly, it ends by saying this, quote, out of this crisis, we see technology used in China, not only in the containment of the epidemic, but also economic rescue. It speeds relief aid and increases efficiency, thus enabling a government to more quickly distribute funds to its citizens. It ends by saying so far, 20 countries are officially working on central bank-backed digital digital currency projects around the world. Let me repeat, 20 countries, adding to a growing sense of emerging competition. China, it says, is at the head of the path. What is this world coming to? Where 
is this all leading us to? One thing for sure, we will not be living in the land of the free. We will not be living in the land which we know as America the free. No longer will it be God bless America. No longer will we hear the words in God we trust. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I leave you with these words of hope, these scriptures found in Jeremiah 17.7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. Romans 15.13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1.18 And I ask you to close your eyes as you hear these words. It says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope in which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. 2 Corinthians 4.17-18 For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So brothers and sisters in Christ, let us hold on, unswerving to the hope that we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Let us continue to hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy and with him there is abundant redemption. Every day we must know and that God is with us. For praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For in his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Christ Jesus from the dead and into the inheritance that can never perish, brothers and sisters, never spoil or fade. For this inheritance is kept in heaven for us, who through faith we are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. During these last days, in all this we must greatly rejoice, though now for a little while we may have to suffer. According to Peter 1 verse 6, it says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer in all kinds of trials. But always remember that Jesus says, If you can believe, all things are possible to he who believes. For my brothers and sisters in Christ, for in this we hope, and for this we hope forever in our hearts. 
We hope for the things that we already have, that they will be eternal, and that we will let no man or anything take away our crown. God will never forget us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. So I close my message with Romans 8, 38-39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen and Amen. Halalamalala yalala yalala masondie, tialalamatondi, yalala masaya.